but it is good to be here. Good to be at, at Turning Point today. Good to be at home today uh, around uh, my family. Uh, traveling's been getting hard. Uh, you get to leave. You have to leave your family and, and go away for weeks at a time. So it's good to be in Spartanburg. Amen. Yeah. You get to get to walk out of here today and go to the house. Somebody say Amen right there. Uh, so that is good. But I appreciate your pastor and everything he's done uh, for me. Uh, he has went above and beyond helping me this year. And it's, it's hard to believe it's been a year that we've been out in evangelism. But what we've learned of some valuable lessons this year. Some valuable lessons that the Lord's taught us, but God has been good to us. Uh, we've been able to see almost 100 souls saved. A, little, as a matter of fact, I think we had uh, right over 100 saved in a year. That we was able to see God be able to move in, in, in churches and lives changed and we've had doors opened all over to go and preach and, and God has just been so good to us. Uh, better to us than we've ever been to Him. Amen. Amen. Uh, today may be a little bit different for you. I want you to stick with me, but this is Stewardship Month. And I want to preach this morning on what will you do with it. Simple title. You'll see where I'm going in just a second, but... Keep that in your mind. What will you do with it? Matthew chapter number 25. Matthew 25. Usually you see me, uh, when you see me, we're running around, jumping pews, swinging from the chandeliers, doing all that. Today may be a little bit different, okay? Uh, We want to teach something this morning and help you. I believe that help the church, help God's people. Matthew 25. We're going to start reading in verse number 14. All that can and will, would you please stand this morning? Reverence to the reading of God's Word. Matthew 25, starting in verse 14. If you're there, shout amen. Amen. That was really weak. If you're there in the living, breathing Word of God, say amen. Amen. The Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents to another two, and to another one. Every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in in the earth, and, and hid his Lord's money, After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Notice that word, reckoneth with them. Verse 20, And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Then he, that, <clears throat> excuse me, then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strolled. And I was afraid, and went, and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. 
His Lord answered and said unto him, Listen to this, Thou wicked and slothful servant, Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, Thou gather where I have not strawed, Thou oughtest therefore have put my money in the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. That word usury there means uh, uh, interest. He's going to compound that. Uh, Here inside of this text, here inside of Matthew 25, we've got a familiar story, a familiar parable of the Lord. The Lord is speaking here about the talents that that He's given to the servants. And a lot of people take this and, and they get their own interpretation from it. But what I believe is going on here today is a picture of stewardship. It is what is being given to you and what will you do with that that is given to you. What will you do with that talent that is given to you? Now, in this text, talent is money. It can be money. It could be anything else. But the talents that the Lord gives, I believe the church today, we're failing the Lord in what He's given us. We've not given back unto Him. We're not giving back, and we'll get more into that in just a second. But remember that thought, what will you do with it. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. And Lord, we pray, God, that you would move in a mighty and a special way right now. Father, I need you today. God, I need you to speak through me. God, I I stand in need of that anointing today. Lord, I pray, God, for your people. God, that you'd speak to their hearts, encourage them, challenge them, convict them. God, but most of all, change us today that we may leave here different than what we came. Father, I pray, God, that you would speak to each and every heart. God, you know each and every need. Lord, I pray, God, that you move on them right now. Lord, I pray today, God, that you would anoint me afresh and anew. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. God, give me what I need. Cleanse me of my sin. Empty me of myself. Fill me with your precious spirit. Lord, I love you. God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Here inside of this text, we find this so this Lord coming and speaking to the servants. And He calls the servants unto Him and He begins to deliver to them the talent. He begins to hand them something. He, he gives them something that, that, that He wants them to have. Now, number one, I'm going to get through it quick today because i got somewhere I want to get inside of this text. But number one, I want you to see the wealth they received. Here he comes and he's assigned them something. Now notice how he gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. He assigned them to their own, the Bible said, several ability. He gives to them per their ability. We're in a world today where people are jealous about the talent that someone else has. Well, why can't I sing like them? Well, why can't I get up there and sing all the time? Well, such and such sings all the time. We're so jealous about everything else, we can't even focus on the talent that we do have. We can't try to get our talent even better because we're focused on what everybody else has. Notice inside of the text, I did not find the man with two well, he got five. He got five. Why didn't I get five? But see, in the church, that's, where, that's the way it's going today. We're wondering why everybody else is getting blessed or why do they have this and I don't have this. It's not about that, folks. It's about what God has decided to give to you. You take that and use it. You take that and glorify God with what the talent He's given you. He assigned to each one of them per their ability. See, God did not give me the ability to sing. God did not give me the ability 
opportunity to do this or to do that. I get jealous sometimes. I told the preacher I get jealous of him sometimes because he's he's a double threat to you. He can sing at you, then he's going to preach to you. Bless the Lord. I mean, he's got that double threat. And uh, Lord, why didn't you? And it's not about why God didn't give me that. That's not about. It's not all about that. It's about using the talent that the Lord has given me to glorify Him. And here He's assigned them talents, but watch this now. They've accepted it. They've taken what, what, what He's offered and they've accepted it. You say, well, preacher, what does that, what, what, what are you talking about? If I took out a dollar bill right now, just a dollar, just one dollar bill, and I said anybody can have it, you would accept it. If I came and gave you a dollar, Brother Damon, I'm sure you got dollars in your pocket, but if I gave you another one, you'd take it. I mean, we're all going to take something free. We're going to take something that's going to make us better. And they, they took what was assigned to them. They accepted that gift. And now it's theirs. See, I got to looking inside of this text and got to thinking about the church people, how we've accepted the gifts of God, we've accepted the blessings of God, but yet we still complain about them. We start to complain about what He's given us. They've accepted all these uh, all these talents, and now they're com- now or now. So one of them's not going to do anything with it. You say, preacher, what does that have to do with me? I can't sing. I can't do this. But but it's more than that. The gifts of God. That we accept every day Your job, your health, your money Your home, your family The different things that we take for granted every day And do not thank God for The things that God has given us That we do not bless Him for I mean God has given you the ability To get up and work a job God's given you the ability To go out and do all these things God's given you that ability But yet we don't thank Him for it There's oftentimes we complain about it Oh we fuss and argue about all these different things Hey, they accepted it. Once you accept it, uh, hey, you ought to thank God for the gift. You ought to thank God for what He's given you. Everything you have belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, your life, your job, your money, your family, your everything you have belongs to Him. Uh, he gave it to you. When's the last time you got appreciative for it and thanked Him for everything you've got? Uh, and, uh, back in Lancaster, we called the, that song, uh, There's a Roof up above me have a good place to sleep we call that the free will Baptist anthem because we sang it all the time but you know we'll get in that song and people will praise God and all this stuff but really when's the last time you praise God that you got shoes on your feet and clothes on your back and food to eat when's the last time you blessed God and thanked Him for the blessings that He's given you that He's bestowed upon you the last time you thank God for your family those gifts that you have that you didn't that he didn't have to give you but you have them when's the last time you said thank you thank you God for your blessings on me here they are now now we're going somewhere okay I'm about to teeny jakes y'all tell you tell your neighbor we're going somewhere here they are and they've received the talent They've received what he's offered they've taken it now and now it's in their possession what do you do with it now 
What do I do with it now? Now that I've got it, what do I do with it now? Do I just sit on it? I mean, what do I do? I mean, do I follow them around all the time and say, thank you for this? What do I do with it now? See, now we get to point number two. You should have shouted or at least said amen on one because now we get to point number two. You see the responsibility of the workers. The workers' responsibility now is to take what has been given to them and be fruitful with it. To be fruitful with what has been given to them. So you say, what are you talking about, preacher? Uh, anything that the Lord has given you, it is your responsibility to be fruitful with it. It's not to just let it die. It's to give back. It's to increase. It's to grow. You say, preacher, how do I grow? We're supposed to grow in our salvation. That's a gift that's been given to us. We're supposed to grow in that. We're supposed to grow in our prayer life. Hey, We're supposed to grow in, in our understanding of the Word. Every gift that has been given to us, we are to make sure that we're watering it and that we're growing it uh, for the glory of God. Uh, Not just to sit it there, but to make sure that I'm doing everything I can uh, to grow what has been given to me, uh, to increase uh, what God has given to me. Now the one has got five and he goes out and makes five more. He, He said, I've got to bring back more than what I've taken. I've got to make sure that I'm being fruitful with what God has given me. That way when I I come back to him. I can honor him with everything else to let him know how much he means to me. The one thing that we don't want to do today is we want, we don't want to give back what God has given to us. You say, preacher, prove that to me. I'll prove it to you real quick. There's still a bunch of tithing envelopes up here that ain't been taken and probably won't be taken. If they are taken, they probably won't be used. You say, preacher, why? Because we got a hard time giving back to God what he's given to us. Do you, I feel like preaching. Do you understand that God has given you that money? God has blessed you with that job. God has blessed you with those finances. And it's His, hey, it's His commandment to, to give back unto Him. Hey, it's His money. But yet we've got a hard time trying to increase and give back to God. Y'all don't have to say Amen. We've got a hard time giving back to God what's been given to us. Huh. All God asks for is 10%. 10%. 10. What if He asked for 90? We challenged our church one time. Instead of giving 10% for a month, for one month you figure out what 90% would be and try to give it. Ninety percent. Then you know what, Brother Damon, preacher. After you give ninety percent, you'll be thankful to give ten. <laughs> but it's to take what God has blessed you with, increase to give back to Him. I want to give Him more. I want. I want to take what He's given me and grow it and give it back to Him. That goes with. That, that's not only just money, but that's with singing. Let me say this right here now. If you ain't practiced your song, don't get up and sing it. Bless God. 
I'm not being ugly when I say that. But don't get up there and say, God, you ain't worth me practicing. I'm just going to get up here and wing it a little while. Don't do that. Give a increase that gift if God's given you the ability to sing. Practice your song. Make it right that when you sing it, you're giving all glory and honor unto the Father. Giving everything back unto Him. Don't just get up here and wing it because you think you're that good. Bless God. Practice for the Lord. Give back what He's given unto you. Don't think I'm going to get up here and preach without studying the text. I'm not just going to get up here and wing it unless the Holy Ghost gets on me and then He'll take over. But I'm going to study. Your preacher's going to study. You don't think he just sits around here all day doing nothing, twiddling his thumbs. He's got to get in the office and study. He's taking a gift that God is giving him and he's multiplying, he's increasing, he's adding to it so that he can give back to God more. Here the five had to be fruitful with what they got. Let me ask you this. Are you being fruitful with the blessings of God in your life? Are you being fruitful? Are you increasing it? Are you trying to grow it? Are you trying to give back to God? Honestly today, can you honestly say yes? With everything in my life, I'm being fruitful. The responsibility of the worker is to be fruitful, number one, but then it's to be faithful. It's to be faithful. To be faithful in what, preacher? But to be faithful in my time. To be faithful in the time that God has given me. Do you understand? Everybody take a deep breath right now. Hey, do you understand that breath was a gift from God? Huh? You understand that was a gift from God. But everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. That was a gift from the Lord Jesus Christ. So with the time that I have here on this earth, I must be faithful unto my Lord. I must be faithful unto the work. I can't stop working until God calls me home. I had a lady one time in church. She said, well, preacher, I'm just not going to do much no more. I'm going to let these young people have a turn. Since when did serving God become a turn, friend? When did it become a turn? No. No, 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 no. It, 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 is our, it is our responsibility to serve Him until we take that last breath and meet Him in the air. It's not a turn. It's not a job. It's my responsibility. It's my duty to make sure that I'm being faithful in my time. That I'm not giving time all to this world and not giving time to my Savior. It amazes me that many people will go home and spend more time on the TV than they will in the Word of God. They'll spend more more time talking on the phone than they will studying and praying to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, we've got to be faithful with the time that God has given us. I use this uh, the other month. This thing's usually glued to my ear. I mean, I'm on this all the time. But I got a cell phone bill in the other month and, and thank God we've got unlimited minutes. But there's been months that I've used over four or five thousand minutes on this cell phone a month. Well, I got the bill and was looking at it and said, my, my, I talked a bunch last month. I mean, being on the road, all this stuff. But I got to thinking the Holy Ghost said, wonder if you've spent four thousand minutes this month praying. Huh? Wonder, wonder if you've spent as much time praying than you have on your cell phone. Yep. 
See, it amazes me when things go wrong, we'll pick up that cell phone and we'll call somebody and say, Brother, would you pray for me? Why don't you get on your face and pray? Why don't you call out to God? We will go to that phone before we'll go to God. That's not being faithful in our time. We must give our time to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Joe Smo down the street can't pay my bills and can't help me out and can't heal my body, but my God still can. He's still able. He's still available. He can do all things. He can do whatever He wants to. So why in the world would I spend more time on that phone than I do with God? Are you being faithful with your time? Are you being faithful in your tithes? Are you being faithful in your tithes? Because now we're going to hit this in just a minute. But let me just throw this out there. When the man came back with the one that he buried, hey, the, the Lord said, take that one from him and give it to the one with fire. <laughs> yep, that's what it said. Listen, church. Huh? So you don't, think, you don't think God's going to mess with you if you don't give him his money back? <laughs> He'll take what you got and give it to somebody else. We don't like that preaching. Y'all want us to go around shouting and running the pew tops, don't you? That, that's, that's real stuff right there. Are you being faithful in your tithing? Are you being faithful in t- taking in what God is blessing you with and then pushing it back out? I had one preacher say this and I'll never forget it. He said, God will never flow into you what He cannot flow through you. He will never put into you what He cannot flow through you. He's not going to put money in your life because He can't flow it through you. He can't get it back out. Are you being faithful in your giving to the Lord? Hey, like He said a minute ago, and some of you snickered, somebody's got to pay the lights around you. That's the truth. We don't take up tithes just because it's fun. We, there's bills to be paid. There's things to be done. The, 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 uh, stuff has to be kept up. You don't have a problem coming in here and cutting the air on or cutting the heat on. But what if you came in here one night for service and the heat didn't work uh, and the lights didn't work uh, and the sound system didn't work uh, and y'all all sat in here in the cold and in the dark? I bet somebody would start to complain about that, wouldn't they? But we do the best we can to make it comfortable. But that you have to be faithful in your giving to make sure that's done. It is a team effort. It is a family. It's to take what God has blessed you with and give back unto the Lord what is His. Do you understand that money's not yours? The Bible says in Leviticus 27, And concerning the tithe of the herd of the flock, whatsoever passeth under the rod a tenth, shall be holy unto the Lord. A tenth. Thank God it was only a tenth. But are you being faithful in your giving? Huh? See, see God's going to get His money some way or the other. You may not give it to the church, but He may break your car down. See, see, I, I, had a, I had a mechanic in the church. He sat on the front row and everybody took their cars to him. And I, I said, I said, don't tie, that's fine. You ain't got to pay your tithes. Your car going to break down. You're going to take it to Charlie. Charlie going to get it fixed and then Charlie going to give me the money. Amen. God's going to get his money. God's going to get what is his. You say, preacher, you're making God God out to be uh, some tyrant. No, 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 no. It's what's his. That's the word of God. 
It's not hard. You know, people come up with an opinion and say, well, I think you should do this one. I think you should do that. I think you should do what the Word says. That's black and white. That tells us what to do. Are you being faithful in your giving? And some people want to fight that. Preacher, the Bible don't say in the New Testament that we need to give. You know, it's the, it's the people that don't give that want to fight about it. Right. The people that are giving and are being faithful, they're being blessed. Amen. And they ain't worried about fighting about it because they're being blessed. Right. It's the people that ain't blessed that want to argue and fuss and fight about it. Hey, right. hey, listen to me. Don't, don't take my word for it. Get in the word. Hey, you ain't got to tithe if you don't want to. God's going to get it in here somehow. I promise you. God to get it in here somewhere. And I would rather be blessed and God be blessed in the house of God that I go to hey, than to suffer hey, and watch everybody. I want to be blessed. And to be blessed, I've got to take what God has given me and I've got to take it, increase it, and throw it back, give it back to Him. Get it right back to Him. Are you being faithful in your tithing? Are you being faithful in your time? Here's a good one. Are you being faithful in your testimony? Are you being faithful in the way you live your life? When people look at you and they know you go to Turning Point Free Will Baptist Church, do they look at you and say, oh, there's somebody that's been with God? Or do they look at you and say, my, what a hypocrite they are. They put one thing on Facebook and then they live another. They want to act like they're Christian when they're in the church house. But when they get home, they want to run their mouth on Facebook and argue and fuss and fight and gossip and rumor. They want to put pictures up that ain't Christ-like. They want to go put pictures up of them uh, half dressed in a bar or whatever else. Oh, is your Facebook lining up with what you're saying? Are you being faithful in your testimony to make sure that people know uh, if it had not been uh, for the Lord that was on my side, uh, I would have failed. Had it not been uh, for the Lord that healed my body, I would have never made it. Uh, Had it not been uh, for the Lord that blessed my family, we would have never made it. Uh, Had it not been uh, for the Lord that saved my soul I would have been in hell are you being faithful in the way you're living your life so that others may see it's not about me but it's about Jesus are you being faithful in that testimony don't claim one thing and do another you ever heard the saying actions speak louder than words You can tell somebody you're a Christian all day long, but it's your actions. Uh, A Christian don't long to lay at home in the bed when they ain't sick. Don't go to church faithfully. Amen. A Christian, uh, a Christian don't long to go out and do the old things they used to do. A Christian watches their mouth. A Christian don't go around cursing all the time, making a fool out of themselves. My daddy always said that that cursing was a sign of ignorance because you were so ignorant you didn't have you you couldn't think of nothing else to say that it was just a sign of pure ignorance hey you don't go around cursing making people think that you're ignorant a christian acts different a christian walks different a christian talks different a christian is different because what whoa hey once god gets on the inside the bible said that all things are passed away behold all things are become new are you 
you making sure that your testimony is right so that others will be pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you positive today that you're living your life faithfully and fruitfully unto the Lord? You've got to be faithful in your testimony. Claim one thing and do it. So many people today claim this and claim that and claim Christian. And you know, it's, it's Facebook. I ain't, I ain't big on it, okay? You can, you can get mad at me if you want to. I don't care. I ain't big on it. I ain't big on it. Because you'll look on some people's page and, it, and it, it, it'll say their name and all this stuff and then it'll say religious, Christian. You're making us look bad. Y'all make it, you're making us look bad. Christian. And then, then, then they, you got a picture of them in a bar. Christian. And then they got cursing and stuff on their page. You know, you know that, that Facebook, Facebook could be one of the biggest outreaches. Could reach billions of people, but yet we want to reach only one because we won't talk about them. And gossip and get mad about them. And hide behind the keyboard. And type stuff about the preacher because we didn't like what he did. And we, instead of going to him man to man and talking to him, we want to hide behind the keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's giving us a bad name. Yeah. Is everything lining up in your life to make sure that people look at you and say, you know what, that dude right there is real. That girl right there, she's real. She's sold out for the cause of the Lord. Amen. They're real right there. That's your responsibility. You see the responsibility of the workers. But number three, you see the reward of the worthy. The reward of the worthy. No, 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 no. Now he comes back, Brother Damon, and he's ready to collect what's his. And the man with five, he's the first one up there. He's like, hey, you gave me five. I made five. I brought you back ten. Huh? And then the other one with two, he said, hold up now. You gave me two. I made two. I brought you back four. Huh? I, I, I got it right here. And then the dude with one, he's always the one in the back. <laughs> hoping, that the, hoping that the master will look over him, that he don't see him, you know. Yeah. Kind of like this. Kind of like some of y'all do when the plate, when the plate gets past you. <laughs> y'all wait till it goes by till you turn back around. Yeah. You know, I know how to, <clears throat> we get to see it from up here. We know the antics. We know it all. He, well, they'll be sitting there and the plate's coming. You'll see their eyes cut down the pew. They'll see that plate on the way. And all of a sudden, <coughs> the plate passes and they're going to stand back up. Y'all think I'm joking, don't you? But here he is. And the ones that have took what he's given them and increased it, nurtured it, been fruitful with it. Multiply it. They want to give back to Him. They're excited about giving it back to Him. I mean, they can't wait. You say, preacher, why you get so excited about going to preach? Because I studied all week and I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Hey, why you get excited about going to sing? Because, hey, I practiced that song all week. I got it down pat and I'm going to give it to the Lord. Hey, that's why we get excited about stuff. People say, preacher, why do you get so excited when you're in the church? Because I know what He's done for me. I know what He's given me. I know where He's brought me from. And I'm ready to give back to Him everything that's His. I'm ready to worship. I'm 
ready to praise. I want to give back to God what He's given unto me. And I'm ready to go up there. And now that He's gone up and He's given back the talents... The master says to him, notice the promotion. Notice the promotion here. In the earlier text, uh, the Bible called them the servants. Right? But now the master, he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. He said this, and watch what he said. He said, you've been faithful over a few things. I will make you. They went from a servant to a ruler. Y'all missed it. They went from a servant, a lowly old servant, to a ruler. Hey, that's a promotion right there. Hey, if some of y'all got a promotion at work, y'all be running around here hooting and hollering and shouting. These jokers went from a servant to a ruler. Hey, that's what God does. He began to reward the worthy. He began to give back to them. And He's pouring more blessings out on them because they've been faithful, because they've been fruitful. You know why we harp on tithing? It ain't because we want your money. It's because we want you to be in the will of God and God take you from a servant to a ruler. We want you to be in the will of God. We want you to be obedient. We want God to pour out unto you. The Bible says that where have you robbed me? You've robbed me in tithes and offerings. The only place in the word of God that God says you can try him. That he gives you permission to try him. He said try me and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and and pour you out a blessing uh, that you cannot contain it. Uh, why do we want you to tithe? I want God to open up the windows of heaven uh, and pour out on your family and pour out on your life uh, because when we're faithful and fruitful with our money and with our talents, uh, God will promote us. God will put us in places we've never been before. God will raise us up. You see it in the text. He said, you're a servant, but now I'll make you a ruler. He promoted him. But watch watch, watch the place he allowed him to go. He said, enter now. Where? Come on. This is the interactive part. Where? Into the joy. Into the joy. Into the joy of the Lord. No, 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 no. You say, preacher, what's that all about? We're just going to be happy. <laughs> well, think about this. If I'm living in the joy of the Lord, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. I've got strength to fight the battle. I've got strength to keep going because I'm living in the joy of the Lord. I've got help. I've got hope. I've got happiness. I've got everything I need in the joy of the Lord. I once was living out here, but now because of obedience, I'm living in the joy of the Lord. You say, preacher, describe that joy to me. I'll tell you how I, how I thought about it. My, my son, he, every time we go somewhere, preacher, I can't wait for your daughter to do this. He, uh, daddy, I need that. 
I need that. I, I got to have that. I need that. And every time we go somewhere, he needs something all the time. Well, I told him, I said, you ain't getting nothing because you acting so bad. You over here yelling and all that. You ain't getting nothing. See, he living on the outside of that is joy right now. But when he's good, when he's good, when he's, when he, when he's been good and, he, and he's been respectful and all these things, I'll say, hey, son, go over there and get you some candy. And he'll go, you know what? He's living in the joy of daddy now. See, daddy's happy. He's going to be happy. You understand that when we please God, he's happy. He's happy and we're living in the joy of the Lord. We're living right there beside our father. We've got everything we need, but we have to be faithful. We've got to make sure that we're responsible with what he's given us. That way he will reward us. Are you being responsible? If God looked at you today, if God looked at everything you've got today, right now, would He reward you? Would He say, well done, my good and faithful servant? If God looked at turning point today, would He say, well done, turning point? Well done. Well done. You know, we, I'm going to be honest with you for a minute and we're going to get somewhere. As preachers, we all sometimes we get caught up by the numbers. Numbers will kill you. Math will kill you in, in, in the ministry. You hear me? Because you look out in the crowd and you see 70 and you say, man, last week we had 130. That kills you on a Sunday. And then when you go count your tithes and then your deacons come to you or whatever and they say, well, tithing was 10, or, or 10, I wish it was 10,000, bless God. Tithing was a thousand this week, and it was twenty five hundred last week. You know, and you know you got bills coming up. See what y'all don't understand is this man knows every bill that's coming up in this place. And he knows that this month, you know, you got a building payment due, or you got this, or you got that. And that's why he's trying to be a faithful steward of what God is pouring into this church and give back and try to pay off. See, me personally now, I mean, you know, that, that big gift that, that your church just got and, and you got to put it on the building, boy, I'd have been running around here like a, like a Comanche Indian. But it'd have been hard. It'd have been hard to send all that money. You know, it would have to send all that money out in one, in one chunk toward the building when you you say, man, we could use a new sign. We could get the parking lot done. You know what I'm saying? There's other things. Numbers will kill you. But then I got a, I got a buddy of mine. And he pastors a small church out in the country. Small church. And 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 and, and I'll talk to him. And and uh, <clears throat> he said, yeah. He said, well, he had a good week this week. And I always ask him, you know, how was your day on Sunday? Did you have a good day? You know, all this stuff. Anybody get saved? All this stuff. He said, we had a good day. We had a good day Sunday. Had, had 50 in attendance. I said, man, that's wonderful. I, I praise the Lord for that. Amen. Praise God. He said, yeah, it was a good attendance. He said, brought in $5,000 in tithings. I said, oh, my Lord. What? He said, and he, and he told me this. And it ain't just about the money. It ain't just about a dollar figure. Watch what he said. He said, since I've been here, I've realized that these are some faithful people. He said, they give until it hurts. They give because they want this place to prosper. We're only running like 50 people. 
And we want this place to prosper, so we're going to give back because we want God to know that we love Him and we thank Him. How many people has ever felt the power of God in this in this building, in this room? Have you ever felt the Holy Ghost of God in this building? See, he said they want to thank God that He comes by that way sometimes, that He comes into that church and He moves. They just want to thank Him, and they don't want to lose that. They want to take everything they got and make sure that they keep that. Boy, I don't ever want to lose the place that I feel the Holy Ghost of God move. I don't ever want to lose that. I want to give and give and give to make sure that I've got hey, where I feel it move at. That I'm living in the joy of the Lord. He said enter now into the joy of the Lord. When we're responsible, when we're faithful, when we're fruitful, we will live in the joy of the Lord and there will be something there that will blow your mind. When you give, Tell you a story. I know what time it is. Some of y'all are looking at you while I know. Watch. I don't wear a watch. Amen. Watch this. When we went to Canaan and, and took the church, um, the church didn't have no money. I mean, it, it scared me. I was sitting there with them the day that they that they did the little, I guess, the interview. I don't know. And I was with the deacons and all the pulpit committee, and I asked questions, you know. And I, I'm real... <clears throat> I'm real big on finances. I know where every penny of our money is. And, and I'm real big on that because I'm not going to... Uh, that's just me, okay? I'm OCD. <clears throat> but I, I asked the church, I said, well, well, how's the financial situation? How's the church look? And they said, well, preacher, they said, we're, we're, we're debt free. Praise God. And, uh, and they said, we've got $2,400 in the bank. And we just sold the trailer out back. It was old Parsons out of that. We sold that trailer for two thousand. And I said, "Now hold on, the mouth ain't right." I said, "You said you got twenty four hundred dollars in the bank, and you sold the trailer for two thousand He said, "Right." I said, "So you mean to tell me before you sold the trailer, you only had four hundred dollars in the bank?" Yeah. And I said, "You said you're gonna pay me five hundred dollars a week, but you only had four hundred dollars in the bank last week. How's that gonna happen?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ain't good with IOUs. <laughs> you know, I've got bills to pay and family. You know, how am I gonna do this? And, and right then, my flesh is like, well, no, no. We leave there, and we get to the hotel, and I just know God's told me to take it. I mean, we ain't got a, a stitch of money. We ain't got no savings. We ain't got nothing. But God said, go. Amen. I knew he told me to go. So I went, and we got there, and, 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 and we tried to build the money up, and we tried to work and try to cut some bills down and do all this stuff. You know, I'm tight. The deacons up there tell you that, 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 that I'm so tight that I wouldn't even buy toilet paper sometimes, and they ain't playing. If, if our bank account got below so much, I'd tell the people in the church, bring you a roll of toilet paper when you come, amen. Come on with it, and we'll stock it up. Y'all laughing like I'm playing. It's God's house. I'm going to make sure that we got enough. But anyway, we, we, we sat down one day for a deacon's meeting, and I said, fellas, I said, where are we sending our money? They said, what are you talking about sending our money? I said, where are we sending the church's money? I believe that the church needs to flow through as well. God's not going to put into this church what he can't flow through this church. And I said, where are we sending our money? They said, we ain't sending no money. I said, how long has it been since you sent any money out to missionaries? Oh, no, we ain't never done that. And I said, well, from now on, starting today, every month, we're going to take whatever we brought in in tithes and we're going to send out 10% of that. We're going to send it out to missionaries. We're going to send it out to evangelists, wherever. You know, we're going to send it out. 
So the first month, we brought in $12,000, I remember. And we had to write that $1,200 check. I about died. You hear me? I about died. It hurt me. Hurt me to write 1200 Because I knew we didn't have but like 2000 in the bank. And I'm writing 1200 You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going crazy. Anybody ever been there before? You know, you ain't got no money in that account, but you writing that check anyway. Come on. <clears throat> I wrote that check, and we sent it out, and we started sending that money out every month. Every month, we started being faithful. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what it was. We sending that money out. Well, all of a sudden, God started opening up heaven. I was in my office for a Sunday night service, and a man coming in there, he closed my office door, said, Preacher, I need to talk to you. I said, What's going on? He said, I got something to give you. And he took a check and he slid it across my desk. Now I'm on this side of the desk, and I picked the check up and I opened it, and it said $25,432.37. I jumped up out of the seat, got on top of the desk, and was doing that right there. I mean, going crazy. Just thanking God for it. It wasn't about a month later. We were sitting in, uh, uh, in Canada meeting and there was a big envelope we took up a love offering but there was a big envelope in there and it said tithes all over there it had it wrote like 10 times sealed up with tape and everything I took it out there was cash in there started throwing out $10,000 I was in the back screaming God started pouring into that ministry God started pouring why? it was because we were being obedient it was because we were flowing through what God was giving us we were increasing it and giving it back out we were wanting to bless other people with what God had blessed us with. And God blessed us tremendously. And in just in four years' time, $40,000 in the bank, almost $20,000 in savings, $5,000 in the kids' fund, replaced a roof on a church, replaced an entire sound system, got brand new microphones, they remodeled the whole entire sanctuary, remodeled the gym, built a 4,000 square foot building, built a brand new parsonage, they redone the parking lot in the back, redone the building, and in the back all these different things that we kept doing and God kept pouring into that ministry how does turning point keep making it because if you're faithful in your giving and you're faithful in what God has given you God will bless it just like he did not too long ago last this is it we're done I want to talk about this man real quick the man with the one Point four, the removal of the wicked. The man came with his one and he said, Lord, he said, I knew how you are. I was afraid and I buried the one. You can go and bury it and it's right there. It's still the same thing. It ain't ain't nothing been done to it. It's still the same. It's right there. It's right there. And he looked at him and he said, Thou wicked and slothful servant. You wicked and slothful servant. And he cast him in the outer darkness. Right. He removed him away from the blessing. He took what he had and gave it to the man with five. He took away the blessing from him. Do you understand that? He took away that blessing. If we're not giving like we should, God may take your job. Right. Yeah. If If we're not doing like we should, God may take your health where you can't work. He removed from him what he had given him. There's proof in the word of God that he will take it back. What are you going to do with it? 
What will you do with the blessing of God? What will you do to pour back into God's house? What will you do to pour into God's people? He removed him out of the way. Anybody in here agree with me that this man should have been removed? Somebody say amen. 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 This man shouldn't have been there. He was slothful. Everybody else was trying to work. But this man, he was lazy. He was wicked. He did not care. Amen. This, this man didn't need to be there. They should have cast him out. Should have got rid of him. He didn't care enough to go and take what God had given him and try to multiply. They shouldn't have been there. All because he just was too lazy. Anybody agree with me this morning that anybody think this man should have been promoted? Anybody? Nobody. Why? Somebody tell me why. Why shouldn't he have been promoted? Why shouldn't God bless him even more? Disobedient. Disobedient. Now let me ask you a question. Should you be promoted this morning? Should God promote you this morning? Are you obedient in every aspect of your life? Is God looking at you this morning and saying, that's my child in whom I'm well pleased? Come on, if you would, play softly for me. See, we all bash this man, don't we? We all bash this man because he's so, he's so terrible, ain't he? Come on, y'all can talk to me. We all bash this man because he didn't do what well, hey, he didn't do nothing. He didn't try. He didn't try to bless the master. He didn't try to pour back in. He didn't try to do this stuff. And so we just sit here and bash him, don't we? Well, see, today, today you're gonna get your chance. It's easy to bash somebody when you ain't been in their shoes. In these envelopes, you'll find a talent. I don't know what it is, but in these envelopes, you'll find a talent. Do not open the envelope till you leave this church. But it is your responsibility to do whatever you want to do with this talent. You may want to take your talent and do nothing with it. But three weeks from now, three Sundays from now, what date is that? Somebody help me. Three Sundays from now. 25th. On the 25th of January, the Master's coming back to collect. We'll see what you've done with your talent. See, We're never going to understand this parable until we live it. We're never going to understand how this man felt and how the man with five and how the man with two. We're never going to understand how they feel until we've lived it. Inside of these envelopes, you're going to find money. Now, I want you to know something that me and your pastor talked months ago and I began to tell him about this sermon and he got convicted in his heart the money that's in these envelopes did not come out of this church 
The money that's in these envelopes came out of that man's pocket. That was his seed sowing back into it. He got convicted and wanted to sow into the ministry and sow back into this church even more than what he already does. And so the money that you find in here is not turning points. It was Todd Black's. Because he cared that much. And he wanted to give back to the Lord and be faithful. Now, inside of this, now we're, 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 we're going to have an altar call in just a second. Because I've been convicted in my heart today. But inside these envelopes, you may have $5, $2. What, what do you do with it? It's yours. Take it. It's yours. Whatever you choose to do with it, that's on you. If you want to go out to eat with it, go out to eat with it. Is that being responsible? I did this one time. One time I did this. When I wrote this sermon, I did this. Let me tell you, I had a man in my church. He took out an ad. He took his money. And he took out an ad in the paper to sell his turnip greens that he was growing. Took out an ad in the paper to sell turnip greens. Sold over $300-something worth of turnip greens. I had a little girl in my church. I think she was eight, nine. She had $3 in her envelope. And she went to the store and she bought some duct tape. A roll of duct tape. And she started making duct tape wallets. And sold them at the church for $2 a piece. And they bought them up. Bought them up. See, they wanted to give back and they wanted to do something. You got to be creative. How did the man get five? How did the man get two more? Don't know, but he did it. So today, every one of y'all sat here and agreed with me when I said this man was wicked and slothful. Everybody, mm-hmm, yes, sir. Now's your chance. What are you going to do with it? Would you stand to your feet today? <clears throat> do you know that you're being faithful? Would God reward you today? I want you to come this morning and if you mean business, I want you to pick up an envelope. If you want to help this church, this ministry, you want to help this man of God and his family, you want to help and see souls saved and lives changed, I don't want you to play around. I want you to get an envelope. And I want you to pray over that envelope and say, God, do whatever I've got to do today to increase this. I want to increase and I want to be a blessing to my church. I want to be a blessing to this county, to this community. God, I want turning point to reach out, to reach way out and do some mighty things for you. And God, I pray today that whatever's in this envelope, you'll give me the wisdom to do whatever I've got to do to multiply, to increase.
God, if there's a dollar in here, God, help me to get another one. Lord, whatever it is, it ain't got to be big. Do you understand? The man that brought back two talents and the man that brought back five more talents, they both got the same reward. They both entered into the joy of the Lord. Hey, if you mean business, if this church means something to you, if God means something to you, step out of where you are and come get an envelope. What are you going to do with it? Now's your opportunity. Step out and get an envelope. Pick up an envelope. Pick it up and take it with you. Do whatever you've got to do. Are you being faithful today? If God looked at you today, would they say, well done? left don't be afraid to pick it up don't be afraid there's two I think left Today, God has delivered that talent unto this church. Do you understand that? You may have $2 and you may bring back 4 That $4 may be, may be needed to the point where it send a kid to camp. Something may be short $4 and there's your 4 You never know what God's going to do with your talent. Never know what God's going to do. When you, when you take, take it serious and when you get real about what God's doing and what, what's my part, what can I do for God, you'll be amazed at what God can do. God can pay off this building tomorrow. God can send somebody in that door when we dismiss and say, I'm going to pay the building off. I believe it. Y'all think I'm crazy. Oh, God ain't going to do that. I believe He can. And I believe if this church bands together and supports this ministry, I believe that great and mighty things can be done. Three weeks, the 25th. I'll be out of town the 25th, and I'm going to call the preacher on the 25th. Because I know you're going to do great things. I know you're going to do mighty things. I know that God's going to be pleased.